What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell, and this week, we're joined again by Zach Arnold. Now, Zach and I sit down because Zach is about to launch Optimize Yourself. So he's been working his butt off trying to improve post-production professionals' health. If you're like me, you're sitting all day, you're not really active, and that just isn't healthy. So he's created this new program for everyone to check out. It's got a limited time for enrollment. If you use fitnessandpost.com slash AOTG, you'll get 25% off plus you'll get an alert when it opens for enrollment. Enrollment will only last for a couple of days. And the idea is so that he can focus primarily on those who enrolled. So it's not a constant update of anything. It's him giving you videos to work with and going through the process with you guys. So definitely check that out. Fitnessandpost.com slash AOTG. We're going to go through what the whole program is and you can actually get to learn more from this interview. But if you're interested in learning more and you're just you're pumped and you want to learn more, just go to fitnessandpost.com slash AOTG. So with that said, here's my interview with Zach Arnold. For those who haven't heard, tell us about fitness and post and what that is yeah so fitness and post is a blog and a podcast that i started a couple of years ago um i have have been a a film and tv editor for like 15 years now but about 10 years ago it just about consumed me and ruined me from working seven days a week for 14 to 16 hours a day i'd gone months working on this independent film and i essentially got to the point where i was suicidally depressed and i just could not take any more and i got to the point where like my girlfriend who I was living with, um, who's now my wife, we, we had just started living together and she asked me to take out the trash and I just broke down in tears. It was just too much. I was too overwhelmed to deal with that kind of stress. And I said, I, I grew up wanting to be a film editor. I love what I do for a living, but I can't do it like this. I just, I can't live like this anymore. So I took all the background that I had in martial arts and yoga and athletics and strength training that I had in high school and college. And I said, what if I just stopped treating myself like a Ford Pinto the way that most editors do? And I started treating myself like a Ferrari. What if I just say I'm a high performance machine and I need to treat myself as such. So I just kind of reframed my mindset and it took me years and years to actually figure out, well, what does that mean? How do I actually do it? It's great to say that, but what are the steps? What are the practical things I do during the day? And it took me about eight years to figure it out. And then it just started to click and it started to really make sense. And I started to feel really good, have a lot of energy. I was getting way more done in less time. And I said, wow, I should really put something together so I can help other editors deal with this. And that's when I started the Fitness and Post podcast and the blog. But it was kind of like a hobby. It was like, oh, you know, people ask me the same questions a lot. So I'm just going to put up a few blog posts. When they ask me the question, I can send them a link. And I did my first presentation for Fitness and Post at the Los Angeles Creative Pro user group. And this would have been in like May of 2014, I believe. And I was terrified to get up on stage and mention the words fitness and post in the same sentence because I thought everybody was going to laugh me off stage. But as I started going into it, they were really, really fascinated. And by the end of it, a couple people actually stood up and clapped and like yelled out from the audience and said, like, it is about time somebody started caring about this stuff because people are 
in our industry just are not healthy. We just don't treat ourselves well. And certainly the industry and producers and directors don't treat us well or care about our well-being. So I said, all right, there's a need for this. People are actually interested. So I took the next year and said, all right, now I actually have to kind of figure out how to do this because I really had no idea how to be a blogger or how to run a podcast. I was totally flying by the seat of my pants. And over the next year, I really dug in deep and started teaching myself WordPress and podcasting. And so I could really do a good job of it. And then it all started to, to click and the program really started to, to grow. And then people started asking me, well, you know, I, it's great listening to the podcast or reading a blog post, but I just, I really want to do more and I kind of don't know where to get started. And I said, huh, maybe I need to actually design some type of program or regiment or system that can actually help people. So when they come to me, rather than saying, well, I've got this one podcast or this one blog, I could say, I have a program and this is something that you can follow that's designed for people that spend all day long, sedentary, in dark rooms, trying to be creative. Here's a program they can follow. Because if you have an exercise program like P90X, which is awesome, love Tony Horton, love the Beachbody products, but they're not really practical for people that work 16 hours a day in front of a computer. So I said, what if I took that knowledge and those systems and applied it to people in our lifestyle? And I started building what I've called the Optimize Yourself program. And it's still in the very early stages. I have many other portions and pieces of it that I want to continue to build. But the first portion of the Optimize Yourself program is called Move Yourself. And it's all about learning how to sit less, focus more, and design a more dynamic work environment so you can be active all day long, which will ultimately give you more energy and thus more creativity. So that's the number one thing is showing people in our industry, here's a way to actually be more energetic, be more creative and have more mental stamina. So when you get home at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, you don't just collapse on the couch and sit in front of Netflix because you don't have the mental capacity to do anything else whatsoever. Um, so I've been working pretty diligently for the last year on building out this program and I'm actually going to be releasing it very, very shortly. I don't know exactly when the show is going to air, but most likely it should be airing right around the time that I'm going to be opening enrollment, which is going to be for a really, really short period of time. But then for the rest of the year, I'm going to be working with everybody that enrolls in the program. They're going to have hours and hours of videos to show them how to do all these things that I talked about as far as moving more, creating a dynamic work environment, understanding how to design better habits, how to reverse engineer some of the horrible habits that we as editors have now. There's also an entire video library where people can say, man, my lower back hurts. What can I do about it? There's going to be stretches and exercises. There's office yoga. There's just a ton of stuff. And I'm going to walk people through for the next two months how to get the most out of the content. So that that's kind of the, the very long-witted answer to what is fitness and post? So I may have may have already answered some of your questions, but that's kind of the, the overview of the journey from 10 years ago to today. Well, let's dig into optimize yourself. Like, how does this work? What should people expect from? So the idea behind optimize yourself is that it is four weeks of video training. It's structured very similarly to lynda.com. So kind of the, the elevator pitch to help people understand very quickly is it's just lynda.com, but for your health. So if you went on lynda.com and you said, I don't know how to use Premiere and I want to learn Adobe Premiere, you just go step by step and it has all these little bite-sized pieces. And I've done the same thing and adopted the same system, but for health. So what you learn is like, for example, in the first module, I teach people why movement is 
so important for your creativity, for your mental stamina and for your health. Cause we've, we've really just kind of had this idea ingrained in our minds by modern marketing that if we're not exercising intensely for five days a week and we're not jogging and we're not running five K's, like we're unhealthy. And what they're not telling people is that even if you are doing those things, and that's, that's a very small percentage of people in our industry. And I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that I know that not a ton of people in our industry are exercising five days a week. Um, but even if you are, if you're still sitting for 14 to 16 hours a day, you're just as unhealthy. You just may be in better shape, but you're just as unhealthy. So I try to eliminate th this idea that it's all about exercise and reframe the mindset to say it's about movement. How much am I moving during the day? And once you start to move more consistently, then you can focus on exercise. But a lot of times we have this idea of the all or nothing approach. It's like, well, I'm not really doing anything. And my Fitbit says I'm getting 1500 steps a day. So I'm just going to try P90X and reshape my entire diet over the next 90 days. And then you get to week two and you throw up your hands and you're like, ah, oh, this is just too hard. I'm, I'm a failure and I'm not going to do it again. And then you just go back to your old habits. And in the first module, I walk people through how to take the long form approach. So one of the, the, the mindsets that I help people understand is that when I look at my health, I'm not playing a game of checkers. I'm playing a game of chess. I want to play seven moves ahead. So even if I'm not doing intense exercise, I make sure that I'm moving all day long and I walk people through how to do that immediately from day one, how to start getting more steps, more activity throughout the day. And then once you kind of start to have the taste for what it feels like to move more and have more focus and be more creative, then I dig in really deep into how you can understand the process of setting goals the right way because so many people will set goals the wrong way and they're very very vague like for example when it comes to new year's resolutions i believe the statistic is that 92 percent of them fail and that's because people have a resolution that's something like i want to be healthier great what does that mean exactly like how do you actually define what being healthier means for you and how does it fit into your lifestyle so an entire week's worth of video content is about how to break down your goals step by step how to understand the obstacles that are standing in your way what should you be focusing on what actions should you be taking and then even more importantly what does the process look like where you review your progress and how do you make tweaks to get further along so if you're an editor or somebody that works in post-production you're all about workflows everybody loves workflows and you've you know, have step one, step two, step three, and they're like, everything is interconnected. So I've just created a workflow that you can follow for setting your goals. So once you've gone through and said, all right, I have a pretty good handle on what my goals are. Now, what do I do? Then it's all about reshaping your work environment so you can be active all day long because you can have the best intentions in the world. And you can say, I have this alert on my phone three times a day. It's going to tell me that I need to stand up and move. And then you get the alert and you look at your phone and you're like, ah, I'm busy right now. And then you just hit the ignore button. So I show people how to create an, a work environment where that's much more movement rich. So when you're standing there or sitting there, whatever your position might be, and you're like, I need to move more. And you look around your room and you're like, uh, I, I have no space and I can't do anything. All right, well, I, it's not going to happen today. So I teach people how to build an entirely different work environment so they can move more. So now that they've gone through the steps of, all right, I've, I've learned some cool things to start getting moved or get moving right away. And now I have a really 
clear set, clear idea of what my goals look like. And now I have the environment to make all this happen. Now I need to start turning it into habits. It can't just be something I do once. It needs to be something that I feel compelled to do every single day. So the fourth module is all about understanding the science of habit formation and how you can take all of these things that you've learned and actually make them stick long term. So like I said, it's not a 60 or 90 day exercise program. It's a lifestyle design program where at the end of 30 days of content, you're just getting started, but you've now created this roadmap for much longer term success. And once you develop these habits of moving more, having this movement rich environment, now here is a collection of over a hundred short videos of things that you can do when you take movement breaks, whether it's alleviating chronic pain in your lower back, in your neck, in your shoulders, whatever it is, but then also doing short bursts of office yoga or um, one of the, even the cooler things that you really can't find much of online because anybody can find yoga online or find exercise videos online. Like those are not, um, those are not unique. What's unique to this is number one, I have a series of videos that specifically are geared towards helping you regain your focus. So if you're kind of distracted in the afternoon, you're low energy and you have some brain fog, there'll be exercises that are anywhere between 60 seconds to five minutes where you pop it in, you do this exercise and you are ready to go. You just snap your fingers and you've got focus. Focus. Um, but the other thing is that the routines that we've designed are very specific to this program and it's not just all right, well, here's another set of videos that shows me how to do push-ups in my office. The the exercise and the, the pain relief videos were actually designed by a chiropractor. So it's not just me getting in front of the camera. I worked with a professional that understands biomechanics and is an expert with the way the body moves. So rather than just saying, well, I'm going to touch my toes because my lower back hurts, we've designed specific routines where you can say, my lower back hurts on my left side. What stretches should I do? Well, here's five to 10 minutes of a series of stretches that are going to help you alleviate that well my shoulder hurts just on my right side how do i fix that so there's a whole series of things it's something that we call the funnel of specificity where it's not just oh my god there's a bunch of videos where do i start we take you through a very specific information funnel so you're only watching the videos that apply to your specific issues one of the things you, you mentioned before we even started this which kind of caught me off guard was that you're keeping it open for a short time as you mentioned but you're doing that very specifically and that's so that you can be hands-on with the participants yes so how does that work so that's super super important to me where um, if i were just focusing on marketing all the time and trying to sell the program and get people enrolled in the program that's a full-time job in and of itself on top of trying to you know edit television for a living um, but i don't just want to sell a program and say best of luck with you in the video library it's really important to me that people feel supported and they have accountability and they have group support so enrollment is only open for a short period of time and then once enrollment closes anybody that's joined the course can watch the videos at any speed they want and they are they're, they're not, it's not like lynda.com where every chapter is available to you immediately I release them at specific periods to kind of allow you to catch up and not feel overwhelmed so it's not like here's 30 videos for setting your goals and doing this and that and the other thing it's alright let's just get you started this week with a few videos once you're done with those in another week you'll get these so it's, it's spread out over the course of a month to avoid overwhelm but I also want everybody to really feel 
feel like they have access to me and they can ask questions. So what I'm also going to be doing is offering, and I don't, I don't have this nailed down yet. This is the, this is my first public enrollment period. I've been in beta for like eight months, but this is the first public time. So don't hold me to any of this. But the idea is to do like private Facebook Q and A's, like Facebook Live in our private Facebook group, maybe like once a month or something, where if people are struggling, we can just get on this group chat for like an hour and just talk about the issues that we're having, talk about the successes that we're having, and I can really guide people through the course. Um, it's not quite going to be one-on-one coaching per se. That's something that would I'm hoping to build out later on, and that would be for you know it'd be a, a higher price point because then it would be one-on-one personal coaching. But it's the closest that I can get to personal coaching without having to charge exorbitant amounts of money to cover my time and expenses. So that's why it's not just well you can join anytime. Um, it's almost like taking a college course where if and you know all about this because you're somebody that that teaches for a living as well you don't want to be designing your curriculum and having students come into your course every day and trying to teach it you have a specific period where here's curriculum development here's enrollment now enrollment's closed now i'm going to teach to you for two or three months and then you repeat the cycle so i'm treating this much more like you would an online college course than just here's a video library that you can use on your own time Something you mentioned earlier was uh, this dealing with this depression that you had earlier. And what I recently, uh, there was a study that came out of Australia that creative people are are much more depressed and suicidal than people in other fields. So getting editors into the workout phase, how do we get over that hump of, because depression, you know, in certain cases, you might just want to sit in bed and stare at the ceiling. So how do you get people out of bed and into this this moment of, of working out? How do we how do we help you get more people healthy? Yeah, so the, this is something that I is, is a personal struggle that I still deal with every single day. It's not like you know, it, it doesn't just go away. It's not like, well, I was I was depressed once and it's been years and years and I've felt great ever since. If you are somebody that's highly creative, you have a higher than average IQ, and you're really just kind of that that creative personality, not the analytical like type A versus type B. I was lucky enough to have both. So not only am I super highly creative, I'm also super highly analytical and they fight with each other all the time. Um, they just, they don't like each other. My The left side of my brain and the right side of my brain are not on good terms. So that's part of the reason that I get so anxious and overwhelmed and have dealt with depression for years and years is I don't know how to balance those things. But what I try to do is really create a very simple step-by-step process where you don't get overwhelmed. Because like I said before, and this is me speaking from personal experience, I spent at one point during that period about 10 years ago. So about 10 years ago when I was going through that period of depression, I remember about two months where I was kind of in between, uh, I was actually still on the feature film that I was editing at the time, but we were waiting for some legal stuff to go through with distribution. So still getting paid and I wasn't getting paid much, but I was getting paid to basically be on call if they needed things. And that would be the perfect opportunity to say, not only am I getting paid, but I have my days free. I can get healthy and I can exercise and I can do research and like I can change my life. So I spent two months sitting on the couch for 12 hours a day watching Law and Order reruns on USA. (laughs) That was two months of my life. I swear to God, that's all that I did. And that was when I said, there's a problem here. Like I'm 25 years old. This is not how I should be spending my life. And the first step that I took, and I just want to preface this, like I'm a film editor. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not 
a psychiatrist. Like all of this should be taken with a grain of salt. I'm just sharing my own personal experience. But if you're really at that point where somebody asks you to do something simple and you break down in tears, there's no video online program that's going to help you. You need to seek professional help. And that's what I did is I actually saw a psychotherapist. I got myself on antidepressants and I got myself out of the hole just back where I was at ground level. Because ground level is just, all right, I can function during the day. I can cook my own meals. I don't really feel great and I don't have a ton of energy, but I can function. I wasn't, I wasn't even at ground level. I was like four floors in the basement. And if you're that far in the hole, you need to seek professional help. But once you get to that point where you're at ground level and whether that requires medication or not, that's completely up to you and your doctor. But then you can't say, all right, I feel better. So I'm just going to jump in and do everything. That was that all or nothing approach that I discussed earlier. You have to do one small thing at a time. And if you look at it as like, for example, um, I've done a lot of training for obstacle course races. So I've done Spartan races and Tough Mudders. And those are kind of the things that help me stay sane amidst all the chaos and stress of working in post. And one of the things that you'll say, like, for example, I did a a half marathon in the mountains where the elevation gain cumulatively was like 4,000 feet or something. I I think it took me six or seven hours to do a half marathon because it was in the mountains. But you don't say, oh, my God, I have 12 miles to go. You say, I just need to get to that next telephone pole. I just need to get up this one hill. I just need to climb this one rope to the top and then I'm good. And when you're trying to get out of that hole of depression, it's the same thing. It's like, I just need to walk around the block once. That's it. Without judgment, without thinking I'm overweight or I don't have any energy or I can't contribute to society or there's no way I can complete an exercise program three months from now. Just say, all I have to do is walk around the block once. That's it. That's my goal for the day. Then you're like, all right, that wasn't as horrible as I thought. The next day, I'm just going to go around the block twice. And maybe this time I'm going to climb the stairs up to my apartment or whatever it is rather than taking the elevator. Or if you're going to a job, because like for me, I'm, I was functionally depressed. I could go to a job and people would think that I was grumpy, but they really wouldn't know how bad it was. So I was functionally depressed, but then I would get home and I would be useless. So if you're somebody that's in that circumstance and you are working, you can start to make changes around your work environment. Some of the simplest being start parking further away from the front door so you get a little bit more activity and movement before you even show up at work or maybe walk around the building once before you go in the front door or another one that I do that's just a hard and fast rule for me when I'm not tethered to my microphone on Skype is that whenever I'm on the phone, I walk. So if I schedule a conference call or I have a meeting or somebody just calls me impromptu, I just start walking. So this keeps me moving and it keeps me active, but it doesn't feel like I have to put on my gym clothes and I have to drive to the gym and I have to find a locker and I have to be around all these other people that are buff. Like it's just these little tiny changes and you'd be surprised at how quickly your mindset starts to shift and how your perspective becomes more positive just from these little things. So you build on them, you stack them, they're like dominoes. So rather than saying I have this giant overwhelming domino that I'm trying to push over, just start hitting all the little ones. They start to fall. They build momentum. They build more energy. Then the bigger dominoes are easier to knock over. I mean, that's what's so beneficial about the optimize yourself system, because I know that like when there's been courses that I want to do or what have you. And I find when I look at the university ones online, they're like an hour or two hours each week. But then when I go to something like uh, Udemy or, you know, one of these sites, it's like, here's five minutes. And so I just do one a day, five minutes, or here's 10 minutes. 
So if like people are struggling with it, it's like, I just get through that five minutes. And that's exactly the way that I designed it. Cause when I was, I've taken several online courses as well in different areas. Some of, I really haven't taken much online work in the act in my field is in, you know, film and television editing. But when it comes to learning about neuroscience or biomechanics or nutrition or, you know, human psychology, all these different things that I've learned over the years, I learned a lot about in online courses. And some of them, like you said, the video will be like an hour long. And for a week's worth of content, they'll give me four hours. I'm like, I'm not getting through this. Like, are you kidding? So I said, if I'm designing this for editors, what what would I want? What's the course that I want? Because I just wanted to buy this course. I said, I just want to find a course that teaches me how to do these things. And it didn't exist. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to figure out how to make an online course because I want this stuff really badly. And if I want it this badly, there are probably other people in my industry that do as well. So I guess I'm going to have to do it. So the first question I had before I even thought about the curriculum is what's the format? If I were an editor and I bought this online program, how does it work for me? And I said, I don't want to spend any more than 10 to 15 minutes a day total consuming this either during a break or during lunch. And then over the course of a week, I've consumed about an hour's worth of material, but I don't want to feel like if I haven't gotten it done by Friday, I'm behind. So that's why it's all some, it's all stuff that comes through at your own speed and you don't have to feel like you're behind all the time. But the, the longest video that I have, I believe is 12 or 13 minutes but even that's kind of a two or three parter so you can kind of hit stop in the middle if you want to and come back later but for the most part they're five to ten minutes a piece and you get five or six videos per week over the course of a month so like i said at the end of a month you've built the foundation for all of these changes that you can make but you don't have to feel like all right well at the end of 30 days i haven't already done all of these things so i failed that's more I have all the tools. Somebody has shown me the path. I now have a clear picture of where I'm going. Now I'm going to take the next three, six, nine months to implement these things. So it's a much slower burn, but it's also much more beneficial long term and it's easier to approach. There's something that I've always bumped into when it comes to, I guess, getting healthy. Uh, I live in an apartment and I don't know if you've seen this uh, with apartments, but I find that condos and apartments are almost deterrents to going out because you have to wait for the elevator you have to go down you have to go to wherever you're going and it sort of adds all these roadblocks or speed bumps to where you want to go as opposed to just going outside and doing it what do you suggest because it, it seems like our society and our, our cities and everything have these little roadblocks where it's like go out of your way which i know sounds really lazy when i say that <laughs> but it is like these small deterrents that sort of keep you from doing it sort of like the hour-long video so what do you have suggestion wise for for our listeners who are trying to get over those speed bumps yeah i mean this is a really really good point and this is something that i thought about as well because if this were another online program where it said you're going to do all of these things but one of the requirements to really get the most out of it is you need a gym membership everything goes out the window and everybody quits and it's because of those little things that you talked about if you look at your health like you do a workflow and you're saying well i have to output all of these clips but oh there's just this one step when i batch export where i have to go through four different menus and do I just don't feel like doing that. So I'm not going to do it. It's that like, even if you're sitting in front of your computer, but it means six different menus and four checkboxes that you don't want to have to deal with, you won't do it. And having to go down the steps or having to take the elevator, then you go into the parking structure, but then you have to wait for the gate to open. That takes like 10 seconds. Sometimes it doesn't even work and you have to drive up closer. And then there's, you know, this intersection that you just sit at the light forever. Then you get to your gym, but the guy at the front desk is so annoying and you have to talk to him every time. Like, 
you're going to have all of that running through your head when you're saying, I should go to the gym. Uh, I, it's so much easier to just watch Netflix. So I've designed my program so you don't need a gym membership. Am I saying that you shouldn't be exercising? Of course not. Am I saying that there is no benefit to a gym membership? There's a tremendous benefit to it. But everything that I teach is within the confines of the size of an edit suite. So everything that I do is in my office. I have, an, um, like I said, a, a movement-rich environment where I have all of these tools that are around me that allow me to move all day long. Um, if you want to go the exercise route, I don't actually have a full exercise program. Like I said, I have the short videos that help you alleviate pain or level up your energy or do quick office yoga. But I also have suggestions for full on exercise programs that I've used right in an edit suite. So I don't even have an exercise room in my house. I just have the space that's a little bit larger than a yoga mat and I can do everything there. Like I've trained for Spartan races in the space required for a yoga mat. And that's the only space that I've trained. So if you get a limit every single one of those barriers and all you're thinking is oh my alarm just went off well here's something that I can do for five minutes I already know the exact order I know that I can do it and I have the space ah, I can do that that's easy that's one of those dominoes that you can start to push over to get more momentum then you'll get to the point where you're like man I've got so much energy right now I've got to work this out I don't care what it takes to get to the gym man. I just got to get this energy out and I feel so good but if you think that you're going to do that on day one, it's not going to happen. So it's all about reframing your mindset, starting small and setting yourself up for success. But you can't go online and put in, please tell me how to set myself up for success one baby step at a time. Nothing's going to come up. But if you said, show me a great 90 day exercise program, bam, you're going to have 100 options. So I'm trying to fill that gap and give people that bridge between I can't move and I want to go to the next level because the next level is available everywhere. That's where they're making the gazillions of dollars in the fitness industry. There's not a whole lot in between. And I'm trying to fill that in between gap. I have one last question for you. We've talked before and you've told me your favorite guilty pleasure film. So what would you say is a guilty pleasure snack for you? Oh, man. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Let you, we could do an entire podcast about my guilty pleasure snacks. Because uh, one thing that I've been very candid about is that I'm a total sugar addict. I'm a sugar whore. So it's not like I grew up, um, you know, eating kale salads and wheat germ and, you know, hemp protein shakes. I grew up on the standard American diet in the 80s and the 90s, which is eating nothing but processed foods, sugar and crap. So my brain and my neurons are wired for that stuff and the cravings are just permanently in my neural networks. So I'm a huge sugar whore and I would say my top three, number one would be chocolate chip cookies are just about impossible for me to resist. But to go another level, if I had, if I said, you know, when people ask, what's your last meal? It's basically an entire tube of raw cookie dough, which I will admit I've actually done before. Um, and it was amazing, totally worth it. <laughs> another one would be um, fruity pebbles. Like I've had entire boxes of Fruity Pebbles for dinner before and not felt bad about it. That was actually my reward after the Spartan or the 13 mile Spartan race that I did. I said, I've been training really hard for months. When I get home, I'm having an entire box of Fruity Pebbles. And I did. And I smiled the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there are a hundred others, but those are really the two that come to the top of my head or the three that do. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for letting me interview again. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to, to chat with you, Gordon. So that was my interview with Zach. Again, if you're really interested in that, go to fitnessandpost.com slash AOTG and you can learn more. I'd like to thank Zach for joining me. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>